This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. You want to learn but not wallow, and that's a really tricky balance to strike. Hey guys, it's Alana, and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real-life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Hi, I am a uh, 33-year-old single female, and I'm here to talk about um, my experience of dating uh, before, during, and after therapy and how therapy has impacted uh, my dating life. I am so excited for our conversation for so many reasons. I think it's one that people don't have enough. I think it's one that will bring a lot of self-reflection, but also just encouragement to anyone who has not thought about going to therapy or who has been on the fence about it. And I think as somebody who's been in therapy various times throughout the last 10 years of my life, I think there's so much that we can gain from going to therapy. And I just absolutely encourage everyone to do it. So thank you for being open to sharing your experience and for coming on and just talking about such an important topic. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to talk to you about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a kind of a wild ride. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So where did this wild ride begin? Let's start there. Oh, okay. Um, so this was in my previous, in the middle of my previous relationship. Um, we were together nearly four years. We were best friends with the pandemic together and everything. But basically during COVID, I guess a, a lot of things started to get tricky. We were living in a very small apartment, both working from home, all of that stuff. And things that maybe wouldn't have been like a big deal before were now becoming issues and not necessarily getting resolved. So um, I guess I noticed that there were ways that we could probably communicate better, um, but I didn't really know how to uh, broach that conversation with him and then when when we did he suggested that he thought I should go to therapy 
Um, Interesting. I know, I know there'll be some mixed reactions to that, but honestly, I I thank him for that because uh, the long and the short of it was that he never went, but, and we never went together, but I went and it was the best decision I think I've ever made. Um, Hmm. What was that conversation like? I'm curious, just because I know there's a lot of sensitivities around like telling somebody that you love you should go to therapy um so he basically said to me he'd been doing some reading some research on um I guess what were my symptoms I didn't realize they were at the time but um he basically was researching into um into post-traumatic stress disorder um PTSD and he basically said to me there are obviously lots of different types of, of PTSD and it comes from all sorts of different life events um, for people. It looks different in every person, but uh, he basically said to me, I think that you have some of these symptoms and I think that you should go to therapy and unpack that because I don't know. You, we get to a point, I get to a point sometimes where I don't know how to help you. Um and I guess I hadn't realized that I was that obvious or that he felt burdened with that, um, with my, you know, lows or tough days. There were tough days for me, but I'm pretty independent. I'm always have been, I'm pretty self-sufficient. So, uh, I figured it was just impacting me, but the reality is of course it was impacting him too. We lived together and we were in a relationship. So yeah, it was to myself, but also to, to him for our relationship. It was out of love and concern. It wasn't like we have these problems in our relationship. You should go to therapy. No, not, not quite so much like that. Although it kind of devolved into that, unfortunately. Um, But you know, uh, that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) What happened when you started seeing your therapist? Oh my gosh. Um, my first, uh, my first reaction was relief, honestly, because I had been to therapy before. This was not my first time. Um, I had been to sort of more general therapy before, um, like CBT therapy, um, which is great. I'm a huge proponent of it. I think that if it's going to help someone, then they should absolutely go for it. Um, for me personally, I, as I found out afterwards, I actually needed a different type of therapy. Um, so CBT wasn't as effective for me, um, as it would potentially be for other people. I never found this out until like two years ago. So this we're talking 10 years ago when I first went to therapy, but, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I had never felt like it had really worked for me before it had been helpful and I could see like logically I could see the benefits, but I had never felt like I'd connected with a therapist before. And I really researched this therapist. I was adamant that if I was going to do therapy, I was going to stick to it and it was going to be, I I was going to commit to it hundred percent and I needed to be able to trust the person hundred percent. So I did my research. I talked to different people and I just really clicked with this particular therapist. Um, and I'm really pleased that I took the time to do that. Um, it is more expensive than other therapy. I, I have friends who pay less than what I do. I'm fortunate that I am able to, you know, to pay for my own therapy privately because uh, obviously it can be really tricky to get something like that funded. So uh, wherever you live in the world. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the instant reaction was relief that I felt like I had, like come to a safe place and that we were really going to make progress together. Um, and after that, it was just really hard. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be so hard. It was when people, I had heard people say, you know, you know, the phrase do the work. Yeah. And I'd heard it, people saying about doing work. work. And I it's was like, all right. oh, this is the work. Like, <laughs> It is exhausting. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes you really don't want to do it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And this was the thing. It was a, I signed a therapy contract when I started with her. And I was like, this is kind of a strange concept. And then Wait, I understood. I've never heard of that. What is that? It's it's basically a, a deal that you make with your, I guess, some therapists do it. And it's yeah. it's essentially a good faith deal that you will come to therapy 
every you know you decide the cadence whatever yeah. you can afford and obviously if you need to if you're sick or something or you're away then it's fine um can be changed but yeah basically it's a an agreement that you're going to work together for a set amount of time um and you're committing to it really yeah accountability it's it's really like you're yeah intentionally making the choice like I am doing this yeah like I'm not just booking a session I'm committing to yeah working on this for the next six months or yeah I think that's thing, great which it's an investment in yourself you know it's it's not cheap and I had to cut back on other things which are probably less healthy like I was eating a lot of unhealthy food and takeaways and um you know probably spending more going out or buying stuff I didn't need and then instead in therapy, I was spending that money working on why I do that stuff in the first place. So they do call it an investment yeah. in yourself. It truly, truly is. Honestly, I don't think that I would. I honestly never wanted to date again. Like after my last relationship, I was just like. And I, and I know probably everyone's felt like that at some point, right, where you just are at the point where you're like, I can't I just can't deal with it. It's too much it's and then when you go to therapy you realize how much you're carrying with you and then you realize when you start working through your own stuff you start to see patterns in other people and realize that you know it, there are so many things that influence our interactions with with people we're around and dating is no exception you know yeah. there's a lot of unhealed people out there there's a lot of trauma out there and a lot of people don't ever work through it yeah. So that becomes very obvious when you <laughs> when you get back on the dating scene and you like for me going getting back into dating being super intentional about the kind of person that I wanted to meet uh, about being really clear on who I am what I stand for what my needs are yeah um, oh my gosh learn your love language people and learn your partner's love language because that is huge for me mine's acts of service and. I was with someone who gave gifts and uh, words of affirmation, which was lovely, but it wasn't my love language. And then I was fill up your giving them, you know, I was doing the acts of service thing back and it just didn't register. Yeah. So, it um, is crazy how much power those hold and, and that it is so important to figure out what yours is and, and find someone who compliments that. Before we yeah. jump ahead to label. getting back out there, I want to stay with uh, your previous relationship for a minute. I'm curious, sure, yeah. as you're in therapy, working through, putting, putting in the work, working on yourself, <laughs> um, what happened that ultimately led to the two of you breaking up? Because four years is a long time. And obviously, yeah. you know, you made this commitment to try and work on yourself and he did not. But yeah. what led to okay, this relationship needs that. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month's 
subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Um, It was a tough and pretty expensive lesson, to be honest, because um, I think, as I mentioned um, earlier, I think, did I mention earlier Mm -hmm. about our flat in London? No. So we were living in a tiny flat in London um, during COVID. Um, We had gone from both, uh, we had lived separately um, near each other, uh, prior to COVID and we were both worked in central London. We commuted in, we commuted out um, every day and we weren't spending that much time at home. So we went from that to moving in together when COVID hit and also both working from home. So that put a huge amount of pressure on the relationship. And um, the the point he kept always coming back to was that, oh, it's this it's this place. It's too small for us it's the house that's causing the issues, the stress. Um, there were other things that were stressful about the house um, as well in terms of um, issues, the neighbors and things like that. But ultimately it was him saying, right, we need to move further out of London and get a, so we can afford a bigger place. Bigger place. Um, so we did that. And six weeks later, um, it was actually him that left. So I had committed to, because we sort of had talked about it, do we want to give this a go or not? And we both agreed, yes, we do, but we'll move into a bigger place. So we each have an, our own office and we're not, you know, in each other's space so much. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we did. And then six weeks in, he completely changed his mind and left. And then I had almost a year of rent to pay on my own. <laughs> For a full oh house. Oh my god! Um, that is, yeah, horrible. It was pretty bad. Um, he left loads of his stuff here as well, so I couldn't get a, a housemate for ages, and I just is that the home you're in right now? The home I'm in now, yeah. Hi, house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love my house, but um, Good. yeah, it's it put me in a really awkward position because I had moved further out of the city. Um, on the terms that, you know, I would be there with him. And then suddenly I was alone in this house, which was felt way too big for me. I was single. I didn't know anyone in the area. I didn't know how to meet people. I didn't even have any friends locally. All my friends were in London, which is not a million miles away, but it's like an hour or so to get in. And it's far. You know, it's, it's an effort. It's not the, it's not the kind of thing you just do on a whim. Yeah. Um, so I really was missing that, I guess, companionship locally so I kind of just started dating again (laughs) 
but uh, wasn't really thinking it through initially or, and I hadn't really thought about how much things had changed since I had last dated. Um, so the last time I was on the dating apps was when I met, that's how I met my, my previous partner. Um, and that was 2018. Yeah. So a lot has changed since then. The whole world changed. It's a whole new world, and I don't know yeah. if I like it. Um, but yeah, it's it's all kind of crazy now. Did you get back out there like immediately? Did you take oh, time no. after the breakup? Like, what? I know it's it's in the past now, but like, were yeah. you heartbroken, or were you like, yeah, that relationship was not going to work? Like, I'm okay. This happened because it had to like what was that process like for you getting through the breakup oh it was horrible um I think for me I knew in my gut that it wasn't gonna work but I loved him so much um we were best friends we were truly genuinely best friends and that was the worst part um because by the end of the relationship the romance had kind of gone anywhere and we were kind of just, we were friends, but we were inseparable. So uh, that was the the hard part going from having him there all the time um, to not having him there at all. And I guess I, I didn't date for like six months after we broke up because um, I just really intentionally did not want to rebound Um or just even date casually, I just wasn't in the frame of mind. And I think that was one of the first inklings for me that therapy had really had an impact on me because my unhealed self would have just got straight back out there and been like, I need to find someone to love me because I don't love myself. (laughs) Right, right. Been there. (laughs) Um, So yeah, being able to step back and look at that now and recognize, hey, that was actually me choosing myself. Um, which I had never done as a people pleaser. Um, I had never really thought about what I needed. So taking time out to think about what I needed, um, what I needed from a relationship too. And, and I guess processing what had happened and, um, taking it on board and thinking about how to apply that to the future without wallowing in it. Because you know, there's no point in wallowing, right? You want to learn but not wallow, and that's a really tricky balance to strike. Um, with therapy especially, I've had sessions where I've just been so exhausted afterwards because it's just been so heavy, so emotional. If you have to dig into something, um, yeah. sometimes it's worth doing. Most of the time it's, it is worth doing, um, digging it up, but it's not comfortable at the time, and it no. is not going to feel like the right thing to do because – I guess as humans, we like to just pretend everything's fine and settle things down and cover things up where we can and keep on going. It's a survival thing as well, right? You can't necessarily fall apart when something happens. Sometimes you keep going, but you internalize it all instead. And that's just as bad as externalizing it, really. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, you figured out what your needs were. What other ways did therapy impact the way you dated when you did get back out there? Uh, I definitely, um, so I am a recovered slash recovering, the work is never done, um, avoidant attacher, um, which if you know about attachment styles, I know you do, Alana, um, but if people listening, haven't heard of it it's basically there are secure and insecure attachment styles um avoidance is an insecure style as is anxious um and this was one of the sort of the main not to you know be trying to label myself too much but it really for me it helped me to understand and put a name on why I was behaving the way I was behaving and why I was feeling the way I was feeling um It's also helpful to know that there is a name for it, which means, oh, oh, I'm normal. Like millions of other people are the same as me. These feelings and these thoughts aren't crazy or that unique or special. This they're here because of this thing about me that now makes more sense. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I do think there is also a lot of stigma though, which is interesting. Um, 
And I think particularly for, for me, from what I've noticed as an avoidant attacher, um, there's a lot of sort of narratives out there around sort of the avoidant is the person who, you know, ghosts or leaves or does something bad kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. And I know that that's probably in, in part true sometimes, but that's also, I can look at that now and go, okay, that's really unhealed behavior. Um, I wouldn't behave now in a relationship the way that I used to behave. Um, <laughs> that sounds really bad. Um, no, it does. I, I, just, I couldn't agree with that statement I, more. Yeah, I'd be like mortified I, if I were to behave now the way I right? used to. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Like I look back at decisions I made, and not that I ever intended any hurt towards anybody ever. No, I'm just but not like that. but we, we do I things that make mistakes and hurt yeah. people along the way, and and but all you can do is learn, right? We've yeah. all and when you're dating, you're you're gonna hurt someone's feelings at some point, like. I sent an, I'm a huge fan of the anti-ghost text, by the way. Um, I am of that. Yes. So I sent a couple of those last week, um, which 
didn't feel that nice, but, and it feels uncomfortable, right? But it's, it's me consciously deciding, okay, I'm not going to be that person anymore. I'm not going to be the person that just disappears because it feels pretty horrible when you're on the receiving end of it. So yes, it does. Hmm. As you've become, you know, really self-aware and and you've done all this work, is it difficult to date when there are a lot of people out there, like you said before, who haven't put in the time, the effort, the personal investment to figure out who they are and what they need? Yeah, it it significantly lowers the amount of prospects, that's for sure. Um, I think, yeah, because there have been so many learnings um, from therapy, but yeah, as I was saying, the, a big one for me is um, the avoidant uh, attachment thing from from myself, but then also understanding just secure versus insecure attachment in other people, and learning to read red flags um, and not see green flags as red flags or vice versa. Um, I think for me, um, I feel like. I get my time wasted a lot (laughs) on dating apps, which I feel like so many people are going to resonate with that. Um, You know, I've had so many talking stages this year. Um, I've found it's just really hard to even get someone to commit to going on a first date because, and I mean, it's, there's probably a, a myriad of reasons, but for me, I, I think, it comes down to that stereotype of people have so many options and they'll talk to you for like a day or two days or a week or two weeks and then they'll just disappear off the face of the earth and there's sort of no accountability if they haven't met you in real life but they've still wasted your time right? (laughs) if they knew that they didn't want to actually even meet you know because there's so many options now on our profiles unless you're you know, you haven't filled out your profile, in which case that's kind of your own doing. But if you filled out your profile, anyone who matches with you should understand what it is that you're looking for and whether that matches with what they're looking for. But I've had so many instances where someone has just, you know, um, given me a massive deal breaker or just ghosted or yeah, it, it just feels kind of never ending. Um, yeah, it's something I know. It, it's interesting because, like, the dating apps, you can tell they're trying to keep up with. You know, everyone oh, seems completely. to be wanting intentional dating, so they're adding features like what you can, like what you're looking for. You can put that on your profile, and there are options, so you don't have to feel weird about like writing it. Well, if everyone else is having it on their profile, you can too. But that they can't solve for the people who don't actually want that thing, but put it anyway. Or think they want that thing, but then actually don't. Like the dating apps can't actually solve that issue that we're all facing. No, no, exactly. Which they they can't. Only in you know real life experiences can can do that. So yeah, it's. I'm interested to see how things evolve. I think there's going to be a lot more in person. There has to be. But then for me, as a remote worker, that's really tricky because I I'm also an expat, so. I, you know, uh, until very recently I lived on my own. I've now got a housemate, um, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they have their own friends and their own life. Um, But, yeah, I I moved to a town I didn't know with someone who left me six weeks later. Um, So I just had no support network at all. So, Is any of your family in the UK? No, no, they're all in New Zealand. So, Um, When did you move? Um. 2017 so coming up seven years ago I can't believe I'm saying that um but yeah I decided to do the big OE overseas experience and I'm lucky enough to be a dual citizen um and yeah the rest is history I kind of just wanted to come here for career and travel opportunities and um then I kind of got stuck here during COVID and now I've you're still there. I'm still here. <laughs> Do um, you have a vision thing. for your future in terms of where you want to end up? Because I imagine that impacts your dating life too. And, and I mean, this is a different example, but I know a bunch of people who either are like from LA and moved to New York or they're 
from New York and moved to LA and yeah, it impacts their dating life so much because a lot of them want to date and meet people where they are, but they know that they want to move back to where they're from. Mm, it's a really tricky one. Um, it's, I don't know if I have, I clearly, I haven't figured out the answer, but um, it's, it's a great question. And I think that it will really resonate with anyone who's moved abroad or, you know, like in the States as well, obviously huge yeah. country. <laughs> One side to the other is a long way. Um, yeah. So you haven't decided for yourself yet where you want to end up or you're open to. Um, I'm wherever. open, I think. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I don't have to decide. My passport isn't deciding for me because I've got two. Yeah. So, um, but it does put me in a unique position um, as well um, because it it's really scary to me the idea of committing to something long-term here. Um, but then I don't want to move back at the moment either. I might one day, but right. it kind of puts me in this really awkward position because I it basically rules out anybody who wouldn't also be open to the idea of moving. I basically just want to meet someone who's also open to seeing where life takes them um, and isn't, you know, set on one place. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, that also rules out some potentially really great people where I am, too. Um, and, you know, I had an example of that a few years ago. Um, I started dating someone who I just absolutely adored. He was amazing. And he was a dad and had a tricky relationship with the kid's mom, but had, you know, three kids. And he was just basically like, look. I, I, this, my life is here. I can't move anywhere. I can't. And, and we basically just decided to call it off, which was really sad because we potentially could have been a really good match, but I'm also thinking about family and potentially if I needed ever needed to be there for my family or anything like that. Um, which I think anyone that is living in a country that they were not born in can probably relate to. Yeah or living anywhere far from home, really. Um, you don't have your support network there, which makes dating even harder because when you go through the inevitable lows of dating, you don't have your support network around you. Um, it's really tough, but it's worth it. For the, I wouldn't trade the experiences for anything. I know that sounds really cliche, but really. I love that though. And it sounds like, you know, even though it was hard and I'm sure it was, so hard and scary to be so far from your family during COVID too. Oh my gosh. It sounds like so scary. I mean, I understand why the border was closed. Um, There was a lot of controversy around it because it prevented people from um, in, in a lot of cases from being able to get home for like funerals and stuff like that as well, which was just awful for, for families. I fortunately was not in that position, but it still meant that I was separated from my family for three years. Um, and during that time I was going through all those relationship troubles. So, um, yeah, therapy, honestly, um, is the reason I'm still sane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you you became your own support system. I I had to, I had to build that. I built it from, from the ground up. I actually went on, I, I, yeah, worked on myself in therapy and I stopped, uh, with the apps for a bit once I realized that they were not working for me and I actually switched my Bumble to Bumble BFF and met two of my now closest friends instead. I <laughs> love that you just said that and I we need to talk about this. Can we talk about Bumble BFF? Yeah, of course because I hear from so many people like, Alana, I just moved to a new place. Like, how do I make friends? Or even if you didn't move to a new place, you're you're in the same place, but you've outgrown your friends or you just want to meet new friends. Like there's such a stigma around looking for friends or like wanting to make friends, oh, but there shouldn't be because Why? wherever because you we are, all date that way. Why we all we date that way. Wherever that you way. are, there are also other people in the exact same boat as you who could be your best friends if you Honestly. just put yourself in the position to meet them. That was one of the first things I did after my breakup. Actually, um, was proud when I re-downloaded the apps just to like see what was out there just have a browse I didn't date anyone but and then switched it over to Bumble BFF because I thought no what I need right now is not 
someone to date or rebound with. What I need right now is friends. So, and I, I didn't have any locally, so I fixed it for myself. And that I met, yeah, two of my best friends who are funnily enough, both expats and both in the same position as me. Um, and they were both also finding, so we're all similar age, early thirties. Um, and one of them is married, but doesn't have children. And so she finds, or we all find that in our, particularly now getting into early to mid thirties, pretty much all our friends are married, if not having kids or at least buying a house and settling down. Um, and if you're not, if you haven't met the person that you want to do that with, or that's not something that you want to do, um, which is also an option, but you know, it kind of puts you in a very isolating position if the majority of people are doing that. And that's where that whole comparing yourself, comparing your journey with other people's journey is not healthy, but I think we probably all do it at some point, especially if you're, I know I have. Oh, for sure. I'm not. It's human. It's impossible not to. I was convinced I was going to be married with kids by the time I was 30. And now I'm I'm 33. And now I'm like, (laughs) imagine that. We're all on our own timeline, (laughs) but no, the best thing you can do is surround yourself with other people who are going through the same things as you in the same life stage. And oh my gosh, what were those conversations like on Bumble BFF? Like, do you remember like who messaged to or like what someone said or how it led to like meeting in person? I think I still have the messages, but, um, basically it was just really, uh, just so wholesome. That's, that's the vibe you get as soon as you go into Bumble BFF, especially if you've been on Bumble date, <laughs> you switch over to Bumble BFF and you're just like, ah, this is nice. People who just want to get to know me for me. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's everyone I chatted to was lovely. Um, but then you basically figure out, um, if you're compatible as friends. So I think my friend messaged me first and we just had a pretty constant conversation going, and um just swapped numbers pretty quickly switched onto whatsapp and um we met up pretty quickly too um we both had really wanted to go to this local um sunflower farm and it was in like summer last year so yeah we we went to this sunflower farm and um had a cute little day out um which was really nice but it was uh yeah, definitely the best decision I made post breakup was Bumble BFF. People yeah. are in the same position as you, even if you feel Go like find the them. situation is unique. It's not, you know, there are people who feel the same way as you. I think that's the main thing. Everyone's situations are different, yes, but the feelings that we, the emotions we all go through are the same and we should connect more. We should reach out to each other more. Yeah. And it's okay to admit how you're feeling to someone else too. I think there's so much strength and empowerment in that because Oh my gosh. Yeah. You'll never know if somebody else can relate to you or if someone else is feeling the same way if one of you doesn't take that leap to be open and vulnerable. And yeah, it can be scary, but that is ultimately what connects us and what forms friendships and relationships and what makes us feel less alone. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better. Like this is one of my biggest takeaways, honestly, from, from therapy has been that ability to connect with myself, connect with other people and allow myself to be vulnerable. Um, especially, uh, when I was more avoidant, I was, I would hide from things. I'd run away from things. I would block things out. I would numb myself. Um, and cause I didn't want to feel the big feelings and actually now it's something that I do pretty early on when I meet someone as well, I'm pretty honest about who I am and I'm very open about the fact that I've struggled with my mental health. I'm open about the fact that I've been to therapy um, because why, it's part of me, why hide it? And I think learning to be vulnerable it, it feels scary because you think you're going to push people away, but in reality, the only people it pushes away are people who are not ready to be vulnerable with themselves. It, mm. Vulnerability doesn't scare someone who is secure in themselves. In fact, they'll appreciate it. And I've had that experience 
um, recently actually dating someone. It didn't work out romantically, but um, we're actually friends, which is really nice. And um, he's been to therapy too. And yeah, it's, uh, he was just the way we communicated, the way that we handled when we figured that it wasn't going to work as a relationship, but that we worked really well as friends. Just the whole thing was just a world away from any sort of crazy miscommunication I've had before in relationships where, you know, you're guessing what they think or you're going back and forth or they ghost you and you never hear from them again or there was none of that, which is, was so nice. And it made, even though the fact that it didn't work out doesn't matter. It's the way it went. It didn't put me off dating. I've had a lot of dates that put me off dating for a while afterwards. And that experience did not put me off dating. It's really crazy when you have a positive dating experience after (laughs) having weeks, months, if not years of just negative ones, you're like, oh my God, this is what it's like to date somebody who's mature, who's emotionally available, who knows how to communicate, who isn't afraid. Like it is groundbreaking. Like, oh my God, it could actually be like this. It's a whole new world, honestly. And and you realize you, you become better at picking out those people. I think I've become a lot more intentional with my dating and I will, um, yeah, I will get rid of someone so fast if I think that they're honestly, they go in the bin so quickly. It's probably (laughs) bad, but like any red flags and I'm not just talking something that could be misconstrued or whatever, but like if I'm getting a bad vibe, if I'm getting any sort of immaturity, any mixed signals, especially early on. No. Um, It sounds like you're paying attention to how you're feeling with somebody. And I think that's so important to do. Are you feeling, are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling confused? Are you feeling unsure? Like you're having to guess what they're thinking and how they're feeling like that. I think those are the red flags that we should pay attention to. So it's great that those are the ones that you're picking out. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I think about it now is do I like them? Mm -hmm. The way I used to think about it was, Oh my God, do they like me? Do they like me? What can I do to make them like me more and be more like the person that they would like? And now I'm like, "Mm, do I like them? Do they fit with me? Does that moral that they have fit with that, this moral that I have, you know? Yeah. And it's just, you have to, you have to get pickier and it's harder it makes the whole especially on the apps it makes it more difficult but it means that the connections that you do have are more genuine and have more of a chance of an actual relationship which is if that's what you want then you know or even if you are just wanting to date casually as well like I'm I mean personally I'm open to that as well like not everyone is going to be your soulmate obviously so you know when you're dating I try not to take it too seriously now either I think I used to take it a lot like too seriously you know what I mean right you don't want to be silly but you kind of you go into the first date being like oh my god is this going to be the one and I mean I've heard you say this so many times being like just chill out it's the first date just have fun with it just go have fun and that's easier said than done but it, it changes everything yes completely because it's dating doesn't have to be this big formal thing you know and if you are if it goes really well and you are super compatible with that person and you guys decide to become exclusive or whatever you're going to do then great Amazing. and if not cool. that's fine that's okay, too. Well. that's okay you met a cool person you had a good time i i just think yeah i used to get way too hung up on the outcomes and I know now that that was from me feeling insecure about myself and that if it didn't work out that I used to feel like that meant that I wasn't good enough or there was something wrong with me. Whereas now I'm just like, it wasn't a match. It wasn't a match. And that's okay. I feel very (laughs) proud right now. Well, you've helped a lot. Your podcast has helped a lot too. Thank you. Well, then that means, you know, this question is coming. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if you're prepared. Yeah. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? Um, it's going to sound a little frivolous and silly, but it's actually something that my mom said to me, which I think her mom had said to her. Um, and it it's so true. It rings true after all these years. And it's this. Dating is like clothes shopping. 
you're trying on outfits to see if they're a fit for you. Some of them are going to be a great fit and some of them aren't. And that's okay because your only role there is to try them on and see if they fit. I'm obsessed with that. Isn't that cool? Like, honestly. Obsessed. Because also you can try something on, decide, like, maybe be on the fence about it, like keep it and then return it before ever wearing it. Yes. You could get something, like wear it once, decide, oh, actually that was like super uncomfortable and scratchy. Like I'm not going to wear it again. Looks it's great, but it doesn't feel great. Yeah. yeah. You could find something that they end up being the jeans that you wear forever. Like yeah. the jeans that you just keep and love and they go with everything and they're always comfortable. And with every wash, they get even more comfortable, but still look cute. And those are the, those are the ones you found the pair. That's what you want. That's I what you want. I love that so much. Wow. And also here's another angle to think about it from is so if something doesn't quite fit you, it's probably going to look great on someone else and vice versa. Yeah. You know, because the person that you end up with is probably going to have dated other people too. And they weren't mm-hmm. the right fit for them either. So just think yeah. about it as well. If you haven't met your person yet, they're out there shopping too. That You're going to find each other at some yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. You just got to find the right store. So you got to show, go to the right <laughs> store at the right time. <laughs> Yours hasn't been made yet. Well, it has been. It just hasn't. Oh, mine. <laughs> honestly, mine yet. is like riding a turtle somewhere. I don't know what's happening <laughs> with mine. <laughs> I feel like I could come up with examples for this all day long. I'll do one more though. Like you get something, you're obsessed with it for one season and then it's out of style or you outgrow. Oh my like, gosh. Yes. Like, Cause it's not timeless. It. It's not classic. Yeah. yeah. You donate it. You give it to a friend. Honestly, <laughs> exactly. oh, you're all that. very welcome. Courtesy of my mom. Yep. Thanks mom. <laughs> Thanks grandma. Well, and thank you so much for being here. This has been so wonderful. And yeah, I just, I really appreciate your journey and and your story. And I do hope this inspired somebody who was debating, like, should I try therapy? Like, just try it. Just try it. Just try it. And if you don't feel that you connect with the therapist, it's okay to go and talk to different ones. Try another. Try Try another. Exactly. It's an outfit. find a therapist that fits you. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, the progress you can make and the benefits that you'll reap in your life are just so worth the investment, really. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again so much. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you for listening. Send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. Share it on your story. You guys know the drill. And if there's something you want to talk about on Unfiltered, email me, seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!